the biggest battle that we will ever have to face is the battle between you and you. It's the battle of taking your mind to that limit and then breaking through. On the Mindful Experiment podcast, we will be interviewing individuals who have done that, who have gone through the struggles, who have tried to create a reality and all that they could. And when all the odds were against them, they made the impossible possible. I'm your host, Dr. Vic Manzo, and I want to thank you for being on the podcast and taking this journey with me as we go through and discover different avenues to break through those limits, different avenues to help you expand your reality so that you can evolve into the person that you desire to be. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode as today we are talking about the programming of the mind, the conditioning. If you listen to my past episode, we talked about how you create a habit and a lifestyle. In today's episode, we wanted to dive deeper and talk about the conditioning and the programming of the mind. How do you get programmed? How do you get conditioned? Because the more you are conditioned in a certain way, you attract more of that in your life. But more importantly, you start that's what you focus on. That's how you see things. That's how you look at the world, see the world, and so much more. Uh, what I want to do and share with you today is how you could go ahead and unprogram, how you can shift. And it's actually up to you. It's your power. It's what you're doing. It's what you focus on. How you shift and control your program. In my book that came out on April 30th, which is available on Amazon, Lulu, Barnes & Noble, and you can get a special offer right now, at empower your, go to www.empoweryourreality.com and click on Dr. Vic's book, and I'm offering uh, 10% off free shipping and autographed copy by me. Um, but in the book, I, I talk a lot about the conditioning and the programming in mind. I talk about how we're more programmed and conditioned than we think. That we think something's our thoughts, but really it's not our thoughts. It's someone else's thoughts. It's not really from us. Now you may say, hold on, Doc. I'm thinking of something right now. How are you telling me that's not my thought? Totally get that argument. The point I'm trying to make is you're influenced by external factors. And when you're influenced enough by external factors, you start to think that that was your decision, but it really isn't. You were influenced. It's not really coming from you. The top marketers in the world, this is what they're experts at. They fill your brain to think you need something or you're a sacrifice, scarcity, or whatever it may be. That's what marketing is. Marketing is thinking that you need something. And sometimes you do, but most of the time you don't. Like, look at the new clothes that are coming off of the fall line. And they show you this, and they try to get you to think like, wow, I have a lack, and I need, new, I need those clothes. And if you like clothes, and this is what you do all the time, there's no, there's no wrong with this. Remember, it's your life. You choose what you want. There's no judgment here. I'm not one that's like that, but that doesn't mean it makes it right. It's just like fancy cars. I love Bentleys. I love seeing them. I think they're great. But then when I look at how much they cost and how much money goes into a car that depreciates over time, I'm like, yeah, not worth it. Mm -mm. I'd rather put my money into things and help it grow. Uh, but that's me. You know, I, I align the thoughts of when I, when I heard Mark Cuban's like that, I was like, yeah, look at a billionaire who doesn't care about that. For me, I'd rather just have a nice, sweet pickup truck, gorgeous, nice pickup truck, pimped out, suited up, all that. I'm cool with that. That's all I like. So, it, you know, that's just me, though. And I never was a pickup guy before, so that's what's interesting. But when it comes to the programming conditioning of the mind, what we're going to talk about today is how does that happen to you? How are you programmed? How are you conditioned? How are you really in your life 
having, is it really your thoughts? Is it really your mood? Is it really your emotions? Is it really your thought patterns? Or is it something else? Are you influenced by movies, news, friends, culture, and so much more? So let's dive in. In today's world, in the modern world we live in today, it is extremely easy to be influenced and programmed. It's so easy, it's harder to be not. Back in the day, you trusted, you know, we're talking, let's say a thousand years ago, you trusted friends, the news that ran around, and what people were saying, the stories that were being told, and that's pretty much it. And then you just, whatever your experience were in life, you just kept moving forward. Now, I know there's more to this, but I'm just trying to make it simple. In today's world, we're influenced in so many ways. One of the biggest ways that we get influenced is through movies, through TV. It's a programming tool. Now, I'm not saying, I'm not trying to be a conspiracy theorist and saying they're programming you to think a certain way or, oh my God. It's the collective consciousness of what you see as humans, as all our thought processes come together. But it, it makes you think a certain way. If you watch something that you never saw before ever in your entire life, let's say it's talking about a true story based on a true story of a historic event. Or it's talking about who knows. I mean, you could talk, it could talk about uh, – it could be a scary movie. It can be whatever it may be. It's programming you in some way, shape, or form to think that that is what is. So here's an example that can be really straightforward with. Star Trek, 1950s, right? 60s when it came – Star Wars, not Star Trek, uh, Star Trek, whatever those movies were, when they came out, if you ever looked at the technology, what they had there, they showed you iPads. They weren't iPads then, but they looked like them, right? They were working on these little things. They were computers and control systems. They had these watches that did a lot of different things. Where's our society today? What are we wearing today? What's popular right now? iPads. The watches, the smart watches now, right? When you see these things in the movies, they're programming you to think this is what it is. And eventually, over time, as more humans see it and get exposed to it, it becomes a reality for humanity. But that's just movies. Now, in my book, I dive so much. I make this. I go in full depth with all this. I'm trying to keep it short on the podcast because there's a lot of different things I want to break down on this. But it doesn't have to just be movies. It could be the radio. It could be the music you listen to. It could be the things you read. The things you listen to overall, the books you read, articles, ebooks, audiobooks. It can be the stories you're listening to, the reality TV you may be watching. It can be your friends, your family, the, this town you grew up in, the culture, ethnicity, background. Uh, I can go on and on. All these things are programs that are conditioning your mind in some way, shape, or form. In my book, I talk a lot about like me becoming a chiropractor, right? And I was in the school systems. You have so many factors are who are trying to tell you what's chiropractic, right? Because you have a management group telling you what chiropractic is. You have another one over here. You got professors telling you what chiropractic is, and you get all these different opinions. And then there's a there's a the leadership of our profession who tells us what chiropractic is and and, and the power behind it and and all this other stuff. And when you start to follow that. All of a sudden, you're being programmed on what chiropractic is. And that happened to me because when I was looking at what a successful practice was, because I never, I mean, I went to business school, but I didn't. Uh, chiropractic businesses, you know, it's run similar, but it's different in some ways. 
Um, I didn't, what I thought was successful, it took me six years to break that down in my, in my life because before it was all about like patient visits, how much you get it per week and all this other stuff. And I, I was like, okay, that's what I have to get to to be successful. That's what successful is. So I had to start focusing on that. And then it got to a point where I was like, you know what? Hold up. What kind of office do I want to run? What, what, what kind of practice do I really want to have? Forget what I've been told. Forget what I've heard. What kind of practice do I want to run? And I don't care what people think. I don't care if, I, well, I would never do that or oh, that's not the right way to do it or whatever. What is it that I want? And I had to meditate on this for a little bit. It took me a couple months. I'll never forget. And when I finally got to the point of realizing what practice I wanted, then I had to do the reality check. And the reality check was is looking at my life and saying, all right, I looked at my practice and what I have created. I had to take extreme ownership on this and said, what type of patients am I attracting in my office? Who do we have in our office? And what do I need to do? Is it aligning with what I visioned for myself to create for the world? And the tough part was it wasn't. It wasn't aligned at all. I created a business that, yes, it was successful, massively successful. And, of course, when I say massively successful, I say in my own terms, massively successful. Um, you know, we, we, in two years, we, had, we, over, we, we trip, over tripled our business. I mean, uh, it was just we, we've grown. We, we, we 10x'd it in five years, six years, uh, almost. Almost 10x the business in six years. So when I look at my business, I, that's huge. Who wouldn't want that? But at the same token, I looked at it and said, "Was it? Is it what I wanted to create? Is it really what I really wanted to have?" And when I had that reality check, it wasn't. And I had to make some tough decisions. We had to let go of some people in our office that it just wasn't where we wanted it to be at. It, we, we we created the wrong vibe in a sense, and it all started with us. And then once we started to do that. That's when we started to transform, and that's when we created the practice we wanted to create. When I say we, it's me and my wife, and from there, it has transformed, and now the visions that I had that I've written when I was in chiropractic school are true. They're happening. We're the leader in our community when it comes to family wellness, pediatric health, for in chiropractic, on a holistic perspective. We are the leaders in our community for that. And we're taking it to the next level and the next level. It's just like, and things are gelling, right? The path of least resistance. You'll hear about this in my book. I talk a lot about this. And it's just the path of least resistance. It's just gelling. It's working. The right people are there. People are coming together. And we're, we're really creating a forefront with this. And it's because I had to break down the condition, conditioning and the programs I had in my head. I call them mind viruses. I think Wayne Dyer, I've heard him say that. I, I don't know who came up with that word. But if you do, please email me so I know. Uh, but mind viruses, it's, it's a virus I got in my head that I thought was what it was supposed to be. Now I turn the tables and I look at you in your life and you say to your, ask yourself the question, do I have mind viruses? Am I living like how it's supposed to be? Am I living the way I want to live? Am I dictating my life or I'm just living based on a story or what I've been told or, or, or this, just the, the, the way the motions have been? People just done it and this is how they've done it and this is what we're going to do. Because when you start to look at your life and you start to really ask those questions, you start to transform and really bring out what you want. And it's not easy, guys. Let me tell you, it is not easy. 
Because when you break patterns, when you break conditions, especially some that are like from family and friends, whoo, let me tell you, that's going to be tough. They're going to say, who the heck are you? You're not the same anymore. And the reason why is because they got, they like the conditioning of who you were. Or you're changing away from them and they create the lobster effect. Don't ask me why this happens. I've heard this from a licensed clinical social worker. He's the one that first exposed me to this. And uh, I've researched it since and it's true. And I, I really don't know why this happens. And here's the lobster effect. And as humans, we do this too. If you have three lobsters in a tank, and one of the lobsters says, I'm done with this life. I'm jumping out. I want to see what's out there in the world. And if I die, so be it. But I'm going to see. And it starts to climb out of the tank. The other two lobsters are going to grab on and try to pull it back into the tank and not let it escape. Why this happens, I don't know. But look at life. And when you make a change that's different from where people are, what you've been conditioned to, You start to create a little bit of a rumbling in them of fear because a lot of people don't like change. And so they're going to try and pull you back into a way of who you are. They don't, And it's not that they're trying to do this consciously. A lot of times it's unconscious. Um, We like change. We like comfort. Um, I'm not saying it's a good thing, but people like comfort. People like to keep things kind of the same thing. They don't want to make changes. They want to have more certainty in their life. So when you look at that perspective and now all of a sudden you're making a huge change that's going to radically change the way you do something, you live your life, whatever it may be. You know, let's say, you know, I grew up in a, in a very Italian family. So for us, it was always about family, family, family. My grandparents embedded that in my head. My father did. My mom did. And I'm so blessed that they did because family's number one to me. And I'm not saying that. I live that. And the thing is, though, One of the things that I wasn't taught, though, is balance. So what that means is, is when it came to family, families are getting, you know, we're getting together. Hey, we have to get together. Well, what if I have this to do? We're getting together. You can figure it out later. And I had to figure out how to balance that. Now I live my life where I set time for family, but I set time for with my wife is more, you know, my biggest priority. But then I, I, I set time for me and I break it down to where here's my time that I have. This is how I'm going to do it so I stay in a balanced state. I don't want to get imbalanced. I don't want to feel stressed. I don't want to have anxiety. I don't want to be anxious. I just want to be able to keep my life in a balanced state. I love my mother dearly, but when you first make that type of a change with an Italian mother, she's going to give you a little bit of grief. And mom, if you're listening to us, I love you. You're the best in the world, so don't worry. But in the beginning, it was a change. And when you have that type of change, they're like, what's going on? What did I do? What's happening? So you may get some of that, but once it smooths out, then they, you know you talk to them. Communication is key, and then you smooth things out. Look at your life and see, you know, back to you. Where where are you? Where are you letting conditions get to you? What are you listening to? So here's some homework I'm gonna let, or give you some uh, some things you can try to create some awareness on. Right now, wherever you're listening to, if you're sitting down, not driving, or if you're you're at home, if you have an office at home, your bedroom, whatever it may be, take a look at what's around you. Take a look at what shows you're recording, DVRing if you are. If you're not DVRing, look at Netflix and see what movies you like to watch and shows you like to watch. Take a look at you know um, episodes that you're you're interested in, and that's the kind of thing that's programming you and creating part of your life. Now I'm cutting out a lot of different things. I'm gonna do another podcast on this, guys, to dive deeper into it. Um, this is only a part one series because in my book I dive so much deeper into this stuff and really 
pre create a whole storyline with it uh, and create a great flow with it. But in here, I didn't. I want to, I'm trying to give you as much as I can. Um, but the thing concept is is these things are programming conditioning. So if you like watching a lot of drama shows and TV, but you can't understand why you have drama in your life, it's probably the shows because you're seeing it. The brain's seeing it. See, what the thing is about TV is your brain can't tell that's reality or not. It can't tell if it's fake or true. So the more you're watching TV, the more you're creating that perspective in your life. I know this because I used to watch so many different types of things. And now, uh, for me, I only watch movies that are comical because I don't think I laugh enough in life. I don't think anyone does. I don't think you ever could laugh enough. Um, so I try to get a lot of laughter in my life. But the other thing is, is movies that give me inspiration or meaning. Something that I can take with, with my life and put it, apply it to me in my life. Right? I've watched it. I digest, I digested it. And now I'm processing it and saying, okay, based on my values and belief systems, what do I think about this and how can I apply it to help me go to the next level, attract, whatever it may be. And so when you look at your life, look at these things. Look at the books you're reading. Look at the video, you know, the shows you're watching. Look at the movies you watch. Netflix is great because you can see all the history of what you've been watching. Um, but that's not it. Look at what your friends are talking about. Look at the main conversations you have with friends and family. Is it talking about others or is it talking about your dreams and goals and visions? If you can't get to your dreams, goals, and visions, but every time you're with family or friends, your closest people, all you're doing is talking about other people or complaining about something, you're creating more things to complain. You're, you're reinforcing what you're talking about. You know, and it all comes back down to your focus. In my chapter two of my book, I dive massively into that and I hammer out it and I talk about it throughout the whole entire book because that's how powerful focus is. So if you're watching things that don't talk about other people, that's not getting dramatic, and you're watching things that are more about inspiring your life or achieving your goals, and you're listening to that on YouTube, and you're listening, reading books about it, and you're, 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 you're uh, um, um, listening to stories that have done things like that and so much more, that is when you start to implement that in your own life, and you become that of what you're watching. And that's why watching TV is a massive programming system. You know, why do we think the world's so scared, scareful? Why do you think the world is such a fearful, this is a horrible place, or it's so scary nowadays, and these times are one of the worst times, and I hear this all the time. And I say, the only reason why you're saying that is because you watch the news, and most times they do. Because there's never anything good on the news, rarely is there ever. I mean, they put the most heaviest headline on there to get you hooked in on the fear, and then once you got you suckered in, all of a sudden you're going to start believing a lot of the stuff they're saying, whether you believe it or not, unconsciously, it's happening. And they're never talking about anything good. I live in Chicago. I think I just think I just saw a report. I hate I, I changed my 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 office uh, website because when I open it up, the browser they show me news all the time. I said forty people shot in two days in Chicago, and it's like, oh, here we go again. Um, you know, if you read it and you start reading the news, you're gonna think the world's a horrible place. It's just not great. There's killings and there's murderers and there's all these scandals and all this other stuff going on. And you start to say, man, is there any good people in the world anymore? Man, I don't think we could trust people anymore. It's just getting that bad. Like everywhere we turn around the corner, there's someone bad. But it's because you're allowing that negativity to program. You can create something totally different. Stop watching the news. That's the first thing. That'll change. People who have like anxiety, I work with, and anxiousness. I'll ask them if they watch the news, and if they do, I tell them stop. If they think, if they look at the negatives of things in life, I tell them stop watching the news. It's only going to reprogram you to look at negative even more. It enforces you to look at it more. So with this show, again, this is a part one series. We'll we'll launch a part two in the near future. Um, but 
keep tuning in, keep posting. Remember that whatever you focus on is what's creating more in your reality. So if you're, again, what you listen to, what you see, what you're speaking, how you're talking, pay attention to some of this. Just get aware of and just take an inventory of awareness check and see what you're, how you're communicating, what things you mostly talk about. Look at your life in a perspective and say, what do I movies I like to watch the most? What shows, what music, and all that. And really pay attention to it because it all plays a role on the programming conditioning of your mind. And once you start to change those things, that's as simple as you can to start unprogramming your mind, unprogramming your, your conditioning, and creating a new one that you'd like to have more, more control of, to really can start to create and manifest and transform your life and your world that you're living in. Thank you for listening to the Mindful Experiment Podcast. For past shows, please visit www.empoweryourreality.com. I hope this show inspired you and added to your life to help you rediscover who you really are, to break through those limits. For connecting with us on social media, please check us out on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash empoweryourreality. You can check us out on Twitter. Our handle is DrVic21. And also check us out on Instagram. It's Instagram.com forward slash DrVicManzo. And as always, if this show you found to be helpful for you, by paying it forward and sharing this podcast with someone that you know who could benefit from it. And last but not least, if you liked the podcast show, please give us a review five star. We appreciate that. Thank you for listening to The Mindful Experiment, helping you discover your infinite potential.